This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by Latchkey Kingdom, which is a webcomic by Nick Daniel. Yes, follow the whimsical adventures of Willa Dragonfly as she goes on uh, video game-inspired uh, quests and such. It is not a video game uh, webcomic uh, because those are generally awful. It is something that speaks in a vocabulary that you and I and everybody here can enjoy. Right. When we say video game quest, if it were a shitty webcomic, it would be all about her like killing the 10 things, <laughs> you know, which would be a bad webcomic. Instead, it has jokes and is also uh, fun to look at. So definitely check that out, um, www.latchkeykingdom.com, and uh, do it today. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to uh, Watch Out for Fireballs Extrasode, a uh, colossal second favorite. <laughs> and this week we are reading your responses to uh, Shadow of the Colossus. And boy, did you guys come out in force. Yeah, it's almost as if this is a popular, I know, right? Critically acclaimed game. It's almost like people like this. Yeah, huh. that's weird. Let's, um, let's hit the ground running with this guy. With a, with a quick preview, we're also at the oh. end of this. If you're not sticking around for the Colossus stuff, we have a little bit of a follow up slash errata section about the hardware episode uh, oh, towards yeah. the end, just as a table of contents. Yes. So fast forward <laughs> if you're a weirdo. <laughs> Um, pass this stuff into that. Like, uh, if you only want to hear us talk about Virtual Boy. Weirdos are people too, kind of. That, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, why don't you get started with, uh, John? Cool. So John says via the contact forum, I was really excited to hear that you guys are covering Shadow of the Colossus next. Such a great game. Very Dark Soulsy indeed, with an open, empty world and a hidden storyline with all the gods and stuff gods and stuff uh <laughs> this game was the pinnacle of the ps2 and i can't believe it never had a sequel um as i played the game i was thinking uh that this might be like a test blueprint for a future game where they fill it out with more monsters and npcs but i guess it's part of its i guess that's part of its charm best horse ever and the way you can move around on it i wish they uh i could mod this horse into every game <laughs> So not not just every, every game with a horse, like, ooh, Ocarina of Time would be better if you could go side saddle. Every game. Yeah, portal. Yeah. Portal horses. <laughs> you know that somebody's done, like, a My Little Pony portal crossover, Now you're thinking right? with horses. <laughs> yeah, <that is. laughs> now you're thinking with horses. Why are horses funny, Gary? I don't know. They're kind of the new owls. <laughs> like, they're, 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 they're ascendant. <laughs> Owls. Like, are you talking about the Aureli owls or just in general? Because I just love owls. owls. Like, no, owls are great, but they're kind of like this hipster emblem. Like, you find them on bags and stuff, and owls yeah. are kind of in right now. And then, like, pigeons are a little ascendant, and horses are ascendant right now. Like, it's true. Like, I'm not making it up. So, so this is something, uh, you know, you're in Portland, you're, so you're on the pulse of this. Um, but um, I'm, I'm tweeting this. So if, in real time, if you see <laughs> if you see me tweet, owls are the new horses attributed to at Gary Buh, yeah. <laughs> then you know, hey, they were recording this episode when he, when he wrote Cool. That. Is it is it time for a Watch Out for Fireballs extrasode science fact? <laughs> I think Maybe. it is. Okay, go ahead. Owls are the new horses. <laughs> Or horses are the new owls. Fuck. I don't know anything about science. <laughs> it works both ways. That's true. Time is an Ouroboros. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That's tweeted. Yeah. <laughs> you should see that mention pop up on your... My, my phone is glowing right now. Neat. Yeah, luckily I silenced it since last episode. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, so yeah, thank you, John. We didn't actually explicitly talk about the Dark Souls connection enough i figured enough people would bring it up <laughs> yeah here and then also uh we talk about dark souls a lot we do um but i don't yeah, want to I be can... a caricature yeah but there, there's a lot of you can see a lot of similarities to it 
Um, I think that Dark Souls is different in that they both do not explicitly tell their story. I think there is more story behind Dark Souls for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both do the same kind of tactics in suggesting it. And they both have pleasures. Like one of them is unearthing something. And one of them is the mystery of feeling like there's something there when there's not. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're both uh, unique kind of good feels. Yeah. So, good feelings. Sorry. I hate that. <laughs> yep. So that. Yeah, please don't unsubscribe. That that is the terrible that is the terrible thing about memes. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they just read in. them and just yeah. Somebody at work um, came in and asked to use our stapler, and then I said yes, and then she stapled her paper and said that just happened. Mm. I'm not kidding. I wanted to punch her in the face. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you rebel! <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're so outrageous. I can't believe you use the stapler with permission. Fucking moron. <laughs> anywho, <laughs> um, uh. anywho, uh, Frederick. Says via contact. Thank you, John. Frederick says via contact. Otherwise, Treasure Shadow of the Colossus. Not only for the great game that it is, with its sprawling but minimalistic level design and great boss encounters, but due to the fact that it was the first game I encountered that emotionally affected me. I remember the large amount of dude mist that filled the room <laughs> as Agro fell to uh, her death. Uh, the underlying tones of friendship, trust, and love really got to me, and I will be forever grateful for that experience. I still visit it from time to time, and that scene still gets me. One day, its successor will come. I just know it. One day. Krusty's going to be here. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. I love the large amount of dude mist filling the room. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Riddler's about to show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest thing about a man, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the, the, we, we, we hit a little bit on the emotional significance, especially with Agro. Um, or, sorry, Agro! Um, but, um, you know, I wonder how many people, obviously this is going to show up on a bunch of like games that probably made you cry or 13 games made you You won't believe. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Read till the end. It'll surprise you. It blew us away. Oh man. It'll never be the same. Fucking. I hate the internet. Okay. So, so do I want to be the kind of person because I've done this from time to time? Uh, like when somebody shares one of those saying, Hmm. Yeah. I wish that headline was different though. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think that's fine to do that. I, <laughs> yeah. I just don't do them. Like, I just don't, I don't, or you mean just like unsolicited when someone oh. shares one with you or just throws it up on Facebook? Oh, when somebody throws it up on Facebook. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could be that. I think you, there'd be no problem with that. Cause maybe you're, you're training that person to think critically about the yeah, article. That, and on. I like to think I'm doing them a favor, but it feels like a dick move. <laughs> it's, it is a dick move, but it's like, you know, correcting someone's pronunciation, which you already do. <laughs> so like i think it is a little bit of a dick move it's not that out of line with 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 with, with your pedantry yeah uh. i didn't mean that to be as mean as it sounded like it the came uh, across pretty mean yeah i apologize for that, that, was, that i didn't actually mean that as harsh as it was I know. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that i would do too yeah. um or someone will ask me if i saw this thing and i'm just like no i don't look i don't look at those you know, th- and th- then th- that's kind of dickhead thing to do too. like think- oh i shared it on your wall no th- I, don't, I don't look at those I just I just immediately tried to interrupt you five times in a row. It was like a combo breaker. Sorry. <laughs> Thinking about it, I've only I've only ever done it in the context of work. Like we have a, we have a Facebook group at work called the Water Cooler, and uh, people like post articles there because like you know it's like oh things that might be relevant to us or you know like little inspiration things. Like here's some cool stuff. Like in you know some of those lists actually contain examples of like cool photographs that might serve as stuff for future projects or whatever. And I will respond in the context of work. And I've been outspoken about this just in general. Like, I hate the way the headlines are written. Like, we should all, like, make it a point to not endorse this. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. just as, I, a, as a group like, of even, like critically thinking professionals. So it's not been like, hey, high school friend, you fucking suck for posting that. <laughs> hey, right. Hey, mom, I don't give a shit <laughs> yeah. about this. The, even if I was if I was, was saying something kind of dicky to you, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Like, no, it, I, it's I, really I totally, justified dickery. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my feelings are only heard in that way that I, I say things out loud to make people think like, yes, that's a thing that happened. Yes. So. <laughs> or the way that they're always hurt. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm, I'm a haunted man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yep. Uh, so Mason says via contact, uh, Shadow of the Colossus is an enormous adventure that's one of the most memorable games of the PS2 generation. I remember playing this game for the first time being mesmerized by the visuals and the open landscape that was available for me to explore at my leisure. It was so easy to just get on the horse, hello, and explore the beautiful open world. Seeing the first Colossus, I think, is also something that, uh, that no one who's ever played that game can forget. Uh, we're so used to bosses being around our size while flexing their intimidating factor with guns, explosives, etc. But that's not the case for this game at all. Instead, we're met with a giant, slow-moving being that is uh, uh, of a much greater size than us. I wonder how I could uh, hope. I wonder how I could hope to take him down. And it took me a while to figure out uh, that I had to literally climb onto him and kill him. Each kill doesn't feel like a victory, though. Each of the giants seemed to fall slowly when slaying them, and were met with a less-than-victorious musical piece. It's very striking and almost heartbreaking. I recently went through uh, and played it again on the PS3, and it was just as great as I remembered it. My only gripe was the camera. Yeah, well said. Yep. Again, getting back to it, I don't know if I fully if we fully addressed Frederick's thing before we went on the BuzzFeed rant, but oh. uh, but yeah, like it it is genuinely emotionally affecting, and I wonder how many people's like like this was their Final Fantasy seven. Oh yeah, you know, and it's definitely a much like I would prefer to have had this be my first Final Fantasy seven than Final Fantasy seven because this is a much lighter touch and like a more genuine, less cynical thing. It's a more mature game. Yep. Than Final Fantasy VII, and like that's not saying that much. <laughs> you know, like, Final, I like. I mean, we we Ooh, were yeah. on the record as liking Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. but this is a much more mature yeah. work. Yeah, that's that's a great word for it. Yeah. So, yeah, and and also thank you, thank you, Mason. Yeah. For that, we we agree. Uh, Paul says via contact. Thanks for doing an episode on Shadow of the Colossus. I tried emulating it earlier with no success. This game is notoriously hard to emulate. But with my recent CPU upgrade, I was able to get it running at a playable frame rate and a higher resolution to boot. I'm a huge fan of how this game is structured. 16 boss fights followed by a short cutscene made this a great game to play in short sessions. I almost put it down after the third Colossus because I felt guilty for killing awe-inspiring creatures that just wanted to be left alone. Around that time, the voice started telling me uh, that the Colossi were agents of destruction, and that was enough to keep me going, despite not entirely believing him slash her slash them. My personal theory was that the voice uh, is their parent and wanted to punish them for getting uh, tramp stamps and facial tattoos. (laughs) Um, Reading this and thinking of the voice as the TV show is very funny to me. Um, That's a weird episode of The Voice where they started talking about Colossi and agents of destruction. (laughs) You're from Maroon 5. What are you talking about? (laughs) CeeLo, like, don't fall off, son. Um, I'm sure everyone else will say this, but having to reflect sunlight to figure out where to go is an elegant alternative to a quest marker. I got lost once or twice, but for the most part, I got to where I was going pretty quickly. My biggest complaint with the game was that there wasn't much to look at while traveling. Aside from the giant bridge and the occasional forest, you're mostly looking at sand and grass. Granted, this was built for a console released in 2000, so they probably didn't have much of a choice. Still, a remake or spiritual successor on modern hardware would definitely grab my interest. 
Another feat was the consistency of the Colossi designs. There were several, uh, there were several times I thought, this is the coolest Colossus, <laughs> only to be further impressed by a subsequent one. In the end, I think my favorite was the giant turtle. Whoa. Uh, because the world-bearing turtle myth is a personal favorite of mine. As I mentioned earlier, I felt sad whenever I hurt them, so defeating them never felt entirely victorious. A glitch in the emulator I was using caused there to be a slightly offset duplicate of the eyes whenever they glowed orange. Hmm. I thought it was uh, diegetic until it manifested in disruptive ways towards the end. The glitch also affected very bright things, such as the doves and uh, the lady on My Lady Loves Dress. It made for a very cool, dreamlike aesthetic, even if it wasn't intended. I can see now why this game has the cult following it has. To be honest, I'm surprised nobody, except for a few indies, has attempted an all-boss game since. I have a lot of respect for Team Eco uh, for making such a risky design choice and pulling it off. Except for the horse thing. I can never forgive anyone for uh, falling in, into an animal sacrifice trope. P.S. If you know where I can buy a hoodie with a foldable, foldable wooden mask on it, please let me know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So just in a self-serving first response to that, I love the idea of us informing people's vocabulary because so far this exercise, we've had both dude mist and diegetic. Oh yeah. I understand that diegetic is a word like outside of us. However, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it was a moment when, when when we introduced it to the parlance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well said. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I want more interesting things to look at in the game. And we talked about that in in the uh, the thing. I think it would distract from. It, I think it would more greatly imply that there has to be a story to figure out. Yeah. When you know when I'm, I'm firmly on the camp that there isn't really, and uh, I think that that would almost be, you know, beg too much of a question. Yeah, I think that the game. You know, I, I think that there is plenty to look at, but it's more in like a grander scale. Like any given frame of like looking around the uh, the the main overworld could be like a still, like a promotional still almost just because there are enough of these broad sweeping, you know, landscape and architectural features to make it that you're never like not interested in what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. And so it functions on that gestalt level. I think that taking it down to like a specific detail, you get like, you could get like up and nitty gritty with like, like those details are found in the boss arenas. Right. Right. I I think that that's the place for those. I think he wants more like structures and stuff. Yeah. You know, something like that. So they, I, they definitely function as landscapes, but they just don't have that much in the landscape, which I'm actually okay with. Yep. Um, yeah, and then the animal sacrifice trope. Like, I mostly agree with you, but I feel like this was more or less justified. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I don't think that. Um, we talked about, I mean, it's uh, minor spoilers here, so skip ahead five, you know, use the little skip ahead button on your iPhone if you haven't played any of The Walking Dead Season 2 yet. But the animal thing in that I don't like mm-hmm. that happens really early. Like, it's a little bit goofy, but it just felt too brutal and too quick and a little bit manipulative to me. Yeah. Um, whereas this felt, you know, coming at the end and being so, uh, I don't know, having so little direct manipulation up until this point, mm-hmm. you know, in that way, like having that pop up felt okay. I mean, it is like we said, it was this confluence. It was a bunch of things happening at once. And, you know, like this whole game is kind of set up on what are you willing to give up to get what you want? And that was it fulfilling that promise, you know. So even if, you know, his, you know, his possession and him giving up his physical health didn't affect you. Here is that thing outside of you. Again, don't threaten me. But if you threaten my family, it's on, you know. Right. And and especially it's not only it's threatening the character and the player. Mm hmm. As well, which is their thing. The fact that it plays into the explicit kind of gameness yeah. of the game really helped it for me. So, but yeah, well said. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. 
Trenton says via contact, So in my first playthrough of Shadow of the Colossus, I spent an ungodly amount of time hunting down white-tailed lizards and fruit so I could make it to the top of the main temple. Once I finally made it up there, I discovered nothing. Only more fruit that I ate a shitload of before realizing that it was lowering my health and stamina. <laughs> mm. Whoops. Uh, did either of you beat the time attack on hard difficulty? The items you get, the items that you get there are great. Equip the Queen's Sword, Cloth of Desperation, and Harpoon of Thunder. Lo no longer are you the lowly wanderer, but a mythic butcher of colossi. Yep, I have done that. It is really cool, especially because it changes the way that you look um, to have those. Um, and I think we talked about why it's good that those don't come until after you have uh, done everything the hard way. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, thanks, Trenton. Sam says via contact. I think Cole, Cole's mentioned a uh, great game, but too long list. And I've got a hunch this will end up on it. 10 to 12 Colossi is all this game needed, max. I found myself pushing past the last ones just to beat it, ruining a lot of the goodwill that I had for the first half. The two boar fights are lame, and there are too many bigger versions of a humanoid ones to maintain itself, ending in a tedious final climb that tested my already dwindling patience and interest. At least the brief setups for each monster and the overall mood are fucking spot on, with a somber mood and a sense of lost mystery. Also, maybe they could have uh, thought of more than one music track for riding a Colossi. I really got sick of the first 10 seconds of the da 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 I assume that's the one that he means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that you could trim a couple off of it, but it wasn't enough to have a negative impact for me. Yeah. And the game is so short. Like, the game definitely doesn't feel too long. It's a pretty yeah. short game. Even on your first go, it's like 10 hours. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's an ideal length. Mm -hmm. That's how long I want everything to last. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm really, we mentioned, we didn't actually talk very much about the, the specifics of the cut Colossus because that's getting into weird, like, wiki fandom territory. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm really glad those Colossuses aren't in there, even yeah. though several of them looked really cool. Mm -hmm. Like the giant Daddy Long Leg one? Yeah. Like, that's pretty sweet. But I'm pretty happy that it's not a, not a thing. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think so. I think that there's, you know, they cut what they needed to cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I definitely know what you mean for the, you know, the games that are great but too long. Like, there are lots of games I think that about. But this is not one of them. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear what you, what I you said, were coughing. I said Resident Evil 4. You know, I, I don't know if I agree with you about that. I, I we, we've that talked before. about like, this several yeah. times before. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> well, last time I played it, I was okay with it. Like, I think yeah. that it definitely is not quite as interesting in the second half as the first mm. half. Yeah. But it doesn't feel too long. I, it just, I just it feels a little like, yeah. I, I just looked it up on the How Long to Beat so I could substantiate this. 18 hours is way too long. <laughs> first survival 18, horror game 18 hours is, is on the outside of that but i don't want to give it way too long mm -hmm. i would i, I would say it, I, it's too long mm -hmm. i don't want to give it way too long <laughs> the um the uh, the guy who does there's a youtube criticism show i like called super bunny hop mm -hmm. who did an re4 episode recently that like pinned down you know very eloquently like put what i like about that game and uh the what's interesting is how the beginning of it you know who is all which is all perfect and daring mm -hmm. and then the second half of it which just gets fucking bonkers <laughs> and like his you know treat is like this is supposed to be funny yeah. like this stuff with his napoleon midget and like the gigantic statue of him riding and chasing you and like the one-liners getting stupid like mm -hmm. it is supposed to be like luring you into this very cool thing and then just being like wah, wah, you know it gets it gets goofy and that's like the the pivot point in which resident evil could be serious mm -hmm. you know and uh, it's a really you know it's a it's a very good examination mm -hmm. of, of that yep. i can i can yeah. agree with that i like when horror games get funny let's uh, read the most recent hex crank i talk about how uninvi uninvited is one of the best comedy games yeah you know if like ghost hmm. be gone <laughs> no ghost. cider 
Yeah, spider sire, no ghost. <laughs> oh man, uh, so I didn't mean to put the to put the negative ones at the end. I usually like to spread those out, but uh, that is the order that I grab things. Uh, but uh, Murph Murphy says via Facebook, um, I came to, sh- to Shadow of the Colossus late, but for me, the game starts falling off after the sixth Colossus. At 12, the game takes a dump mechanically. You start having to do things exactly the same way multiple times with no variation, and it's mostly jumping puzzles. 13 is especially bad in this way. The last Colossus is just one big frustrating jumping puzzle and a long, 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 uninteresting walk-up that you have to do over and over again if you screw up in the slightest. However... The ambiance, story, aesthetics, and environment kept me hooked to the end, even though the last two Colossus were just pure hate. It's weird to me that I like this game mechanically as much as I do. Like, both these last two comments, those are real Gary things to say. <laughs> like, that, that is very much a, like, yeah, I like where this is going, but if I'm not engaged, like, mechanically, like, I'm not having fun, which is almost always true. But this game just kind of did it for me in that respect, too, you know? And uh, I think that's kind of why it's unique to me. Like, I don't, I recognize some of the things that are these criticisms, but I don't, I didn't feel it as hard. Like, the 13 is, 13th one is, is my favorite. Yeah. Like, I love that jumping puzzle. Like, it is a jumping puzzle, but it just, it's, I just felt it was great. Like, it was really fun and satisfying to do. I, I think the fulcrum of this is whether or not you think jumping puzzles are a bad thing intrinsically. Yeah. 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 And I think that, and I think that they can be really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think they're always great, but I think in this game, they, they handle them pretty well. Yeah. So, but different strokes yep. for sure. Um, yeah. So thank you everybody for that. Um, we have a little bit of follow-up from our hardware episode yep. that we're going to, going to throw in here. Um, so I'm going to start with Brad Carey via Facebook and he says, uh, love the episode, another Game Boy device and uh, system revisions worth mentioning somewhere. I've got the Nintendo e-reader, which was yet another interesting GBA novelty. Although I never did much more than excite bite and an excite bike and an extra Super Mario Brothers 3 stage with it. I wonder if there's any emulation available for the Super Mario Brothers 3 stages that were available for it, hmm. or if that falls down the impossible-to-emulate hole. Uh, the Game Boy Collection is missing the Game Boy Light, so uh, it'll have to settle for being a collection of U.S.-released Game Boy variants. <laughs> and there is a, uh, a Wikipedia link here. Um, I don't think I touched on, but the Game Boy Micro, in my mind, is a really neat from a form factor point of view, although it's incompatible with Game Boy slash Game Boy Color games, which yeah. is disappointing. I like the Game Boy yeah. Micro, Micro a lot. Yeah, it's cute. It's got a great, uh, great screen. It's very crisp. Mm-hmm. Like it is, uh, it, it is new LCD uh, technology that uh, wasn't in any of the previous ones. It's a little too cramped for me to play, but like it's a little small for me. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's fine. Like I like it a lot. I like the design of it quite a bit too. Um, yeah, we didn't mention the e-reader. Um, partly, I never had any experience with it, even though I really want to play extra stages for Super Mario Brothers 3 <laughs> and all of those things. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's emulatable, and I want to find out. I think that we had a discussion on Facebook, and someone did mention a way to do it, but it might be yeah. trickier than I want or something like that. But I was always very curious about those, but they just kind of came at a time I didn't have the disposable income to, to yeah. fuck around with it. It's it's weird because that is pretty much exactly what happened with the master system too. I mean, it's the same tech. They just have this magnetic mm-hmm. strip that has the uh, the encoding. Everything that I heard about it and my experience with it was it took way too long to swipe it. It was almost mm-hmm. like uh, like you know those old like audio modems where yeah. it was transmitting binary through static essentially. It's kind of like oh, there's a tremendous amount of like leeway for this, and it's frustrating because you are relying on a physical thing, which is never good. Right. Yeah. All right. But yeah, good, good, uh, good catch. Yes. Um, and the Game Boy Light, I'm not totally sure about. Neither am I. I think. Oh, you know what? It's a. Uh, I think it's a step between the Game Boy and the Game Boy Pocket, 
that uh, that had uh, that had a backlit screen, oh, or, okay. or a frontlit screen rather, built right into it. The the Wikipedia uh, light doesn't work, but uh, or link doesn't work, but it. Uh, I totally remember that being a thing. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, oh, I found it on the uh, found it through there. Yeah, it looks a lot like just a Game Boy Color to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, odd little little also RAM. <laughs> so evolutionary dead ends, and then what everything became. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Tim Schumacher says via Facebook, unless I just spaced out and missed one minor oversight in the episode, uh, uh, something that wasn't said was Rumble stuff. Worth mentioning because it's in controllers now by default, and there were some very silly early failure, early failures like the interactor vest. Feel the game. <laughs> yeah, I, this, this was an omission, but it was also something that we just recently talked about. Yeah, with Star Fox. Yeah, with with Starbucks, so I kind of felt like we didn't need to go, you know, just kind of restate the things. But it is true; mm-hmm. like it is uh, definitely in, in a survey course of, of hardware stuff that should be in there. Yeah. So. Yep. Things that were dongles that eventually just became part of the uh, part of the status quo, and like yeah. I, I feel like we mentioned it a little bit with the DualShock, but I think that more importantly was the form factor, and that's what we dwelled on—just the idea that now you have two sticks and it rules. Yeah. So. Yeah, as opposed to yeah, mm-hmm. and I've never used an interactor vest, but um, <laughs> I'm familiar with them. I, remember, I just remember yeah. that being one of those things that you saw ads for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good Along stuff. with the like a whole bunch of game chairs. Yeah. Too. Like those like those crazy little banana chairs that had like speakers built into it that again said feel the game. Yeah. They. Um. I think in Forty Year Old Virgin, he's using one of those game chairs. Well, it looks like they're playing it, video games. It looks like goofy. The, it looks like the fuck machine from uh, Burn After Reading is in, in that one. It, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very uncomfortable looking thing. <laughs> yeah, they made they have that, that fuck machine thing that works with video games. There's there's <laughs> oh, a the Oculus one. Oh, we talked yeah, about I, that with the Novin Falcon. I yeah. made an offhand reference to it. Yeah, there there's a thing for that. So yeah, if you're disgusting, <laughs> yeah. um, if you want to fuck video games, <laughs> you want to fuck your furniture. <laughs> yeah, which like hey, <laughs> fuck what you want to fuck. Yeah, it does. I'm not here to tell you what to put your dick in. But, you know, I don't necessarily want to hear about it. I just, you know, I wouldn't want to have it happen in the same room with me. Yeah, or in a room I've been in. <laughs> like, if I'm not sitting on a couch and somebody has fucked a chair that's across the room, that's still kind of gross to me. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like sex toys should be kind of put away. You know? <laughs> not that you should be ashamed of them, but it's a matter of courtesy, right? Yeah, they're not living room devices. Yeah, they're bathrooms bedroom have devices. doors. Bathrooms have doors. Exactly. Yeah. Pants have zippers. <laughs> Keep that shit hidden. Um, I, I'm way, you know, I'm, 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 uh, very sex positive as far mm-hmm. as sex toys go. Like, fuck whatever you want, but yeah. I just don't want to see it. And then also seeing advertisements for it and thinking of something about gamers doing it and then intersecting it with a gaming is gross to me too. Just, because yeah. wanting to fuck video games is gross. Like mm-hmm. getting an erection during a video game is disgusting. <laughs> don't do it. You know, I've, I've mentioned that before. I think <laughs> if you can control it. Yeah. Please, yeah, please, please stop that. Please well, police you your boners. <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> Re re-examine your headspace that like these these images are giving you boners. Like <laughs> even if they're explicitly trying, like I'm I'm making my like second try to make a serious attempt to play The Witcher uh-huh. right now. And that game has a lot of like little sex shots, like sex drawings mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's trying to be kind of titillating, but it's also a video game. Like I just feel like those game spaces are kind of incompatible or like uh, headspaces should be incompatible. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that makes me a prude or what, but the uh it grosses me out. And you, you, know. you know, Mr. Lebowski teledonics are the future. Yeah, I guess I guess that is true. Ugh. Anywho, <laughs> um, Brian uh, Castiano, who does not fuck video games, uh, <laughs> says via Facebook, 
Um, when you were mentioning Guitar Hero, I kind of hoped that you'd mention the DS version with a hand-cramping peripheral. Yeah, fuck uh, that thing. Um, I played with it a little bit uh, on my GameStop, you know, never buy anything uh, new that is open from GameStop because one of the employees has played it. Um, mm-hmm. And that was probably indeed the case it. with me. What? Yeah, probably, probably, fucked probably fucked it. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's how, listen, like someone comes in, they're like, can you buy this? Like, I wouldn't recommend it. Like it is not, it is not fun to fuck. Yeah. Jerry fucked it. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and also worse, he didn't like it. So <laughs> Seven out of 10 wouldn't fuck again. Yeah. Oh, um, that's funny. Hmm. Um, yeah, I played it. It's, uh, it's interesting. And neat, but it is totally uncomfortable. Like if I was a kid with kid hands, it would it would be fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think that it's okay. So so holding that little uh, uh, like trigger flute thing is mm-hmm. hard enough on its own. But the strumming was done with a touchscreen, and that's unacceptable. Yeah, like it actually had like it, a pick stylus. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool idea. It just didn't work. Yeah, and at the time, like I was so into Guitar Hero that I did buy this used because I just wanted more Guitar Hero, mm-hmm. and it's it's not as good. It reminds me of like. Um, Guitar Hero or Rock Band for the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. The iOS version of that, mm-hmm. which is kind of shitty as well. Do you ever play uh, Rock Band um, Blitz? Uh, no. It's fantastic. It's really good. Yeah, I think I think you mentioned that, but it's not really like it doesn't emulate playing an instrument at all. No. It's just a like a rhythm game. Well, yeah, it's a uh, it, it's a uh, frequency or amplitude, except with yeah. uh, with with more songs. All of your songs, actually. Yeah, which is which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and we uh, like it has all of your songs. Also reminds me of. Um, uh, what is audio surf as well? Mm, yeah, it's like I'm I'm into that kind of experience quite a bit. Yeah, so very cool. Finally, Doctor Bubenstein on the Something Awful uh, video games thread, which is a wonderful home for us. Um, he says, "Just finished the hardware episode of WAF, and I gotta say, at the very end, when you said something about, and now we'll talk about Nintendo's big fuck up, I thought for sure you were going to give a brief mention to the Virtual Boy." I'm surprised it didn't get at least a passing mention being Nintendo's only real 100% complete failure of a system. Or maybe the Virtual Boy deserves its own abject suffering episode. No, I think that was just an oversight. A little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we kind of went through the console history and, and didn't mention it. Yeah. Um, even though it is interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, the 3D, uh, like, you know, these kind of early stabs at 3D and everything. Like, I would love um, for the 3DS to start carrying Virtual Boy games. Oh, yeah. And, and emulate it through the 3DS technology. That would be amazing. But like politically, because, po- like politically, Nintendo has gone to great lengths to disown that. Like, yeah. it, like it doesn't pop up in anything. And even, uh, what is it, Gunpei Yokoi, he was basically, after the failure of that, relegated to like demoing stuff on trade floor, sh- tra- trade floor yeah. shows. And he's the guy who gave them the fucking D-pad and Metroid. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it's pretty, pretty crazy. Like, but the uh, yeah, I have that same feeling about that. Whenever there's a system I don't know very well, mm-hmm. um, I'm just thinking like there has to be some good games on that. Mm-hmm. Like how you know I would love to be able to play them, and and by all accounts there are. Yeah, Wario um, Land. Yeah, yep. And then uh, you know Mario Blitz or Mario Clash is even is pretty fun, even though it's not like a traditional Mario game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a Shadow Over Innsmouth game um, that was only released in Japan. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a there's a video game adaptation directly of Shadow Over Insmith that is a Japanese only Virtual Boy game. Is it an adventure um, game? Um, I think it is like a, a hybrid adventure survival horror. Oh God! Um, I the, like don't and it's only in Japan. It's not translated. Hmm. Um, it's also one of the rarest Virtual Boy games. So don't quote me on that. It's been a while, while <laughs> since I looked into it. But yeah, yeah, that seems like that's right yeah. up my alley. Like, like be still my heart. <laughs> yeah, I would love to do some some virtual boy in. Um, as to you know why we didn't mention the episode is mostly an oversight and yeah. probably a, lot, a little bit of lack of experience. Like I had a virtual boy for a little while. A guy who I was in a band with once sold me all of his old systems, and that's how I got my adult uh, Dreamcast and my adult uh, you know non college 
College House version of some of those systems. Adult Dreamcast? You mean the one you could fuck? Yeah, well, I mean... Oh, the the, re- it came with the res vibrator. Okay, there we yeah, go. Yeah, you, you can... If you try hard enough. Like, if you have a Dreamcast, you can't fuck. Who is the problem with it or with you? I know, right? Just try the, hard. Um, the problem is you. Um, but anyway, so I had a Virtual Boy, and I didn't have the, the stand for it, and it was really hard to use. Like, the screen kept crapping out, so I never yeah. really played it. Mm-hmm. I played it as a, as a kid. My uh, my cousins had one, and uh, I remember having fun with it. Like, it was before I kind of knew that it was bullshit. Like, it didn't bother me that it was monochrome. I was like, oh, whatever. It's still kind of 3D. I rem- all I remember thinking is that the controller was kind of some 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 garbage. But It's weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, dual D-pads instead of dual analog. <laughs> what yeah. a weird choice. Um yeah. yeah, it would be cool if if, if that's uh, I've never looked into Virtual Boy emulation, but that would be a cool after suffering episode. It's a thing. It's in the uh, it's in the uh, uh, Open Emu uh, thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should try that. Yeah, we'll consider that a suggestion. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's all we got. So thank you guys for your feedback on mm-hmm. the the hardware episode. That was a really fun one to do. Yeah, definitely. And uh, your feedback on Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. And kind of in general, like you know, if we if we fuck up with something, I like the idea of having an errata section. You know, we, we we've done it on. Uh, uh, you know, bonfire side chat for a good long while. But if we if we really really do something bad or get something wrong or miss something, go ahead and send it in. We you know we are not above correction. No, not by any means. Right. Like uh, we you know I fuck up all the time. I'm constantly fucking up. <laughs> I'm fucking up every right day. Now. <laughs> yeah, like I like there. <laughs> You know, I've never done anything right, guys. Uh, the, uh, so yeah, so uh, we and, we and we welcome all interaction. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, if you if you want to uh, send more interaction, there's still plenty of time to get in your comments for Killer Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, go to duckfeed.tv forward slash contact to do so. If you would like to support us, uh, you know, we mentioned at the beginning of the uh, the episode that this is a companion to, but we are on Patreon. Uh, that is a way to give us money per month and get more access to the shows. That is duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. Click the big Patreon link at the top there and uh, you will get there. And that is something that is greatly appreciated. Uh, you know, you can help us meet our goals and do stuff like do the live show again, you know, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Which we, we very much want to do. Yes. And uh, and we have a game picked out for it, which we won't announce just yet, but I'm pretty excited about it. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a real departure for us. Like, if you like us doing weird things that we haven't done before, yeah, um, it's that. So, and yeah, and uh, we won't do a full write-out. We just want to mention real quick again, um, this episode is brought to you by Latchkey Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so by Nick Daniel, if you go to latchkeykingdom.com, you can check out his comics, specifically Titan, which is a loving homage to Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. And a loving homage to hardware. <laughs> yeah. um, that's not true. But it, it is it is really great. And uh, we both really like it. Aren't Colossi hardware in their own way? Yeah. <laughs> in a way they are. Really makes you think. <laughs> Non-statements. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, oh, man. I've had a lot of fun talking about Shadow of the Colossus today. Yeah, this has been a fun. We we had we just recorded a really fun session of Bonfire Side Chat on Thursday. We had a good couple of recording days. Yeah. Behind the scenes for you people. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so stuff that in your craw, I guess. Um, <laughs> We're living the dream. Yeah, I know. They're saying, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna go pet my cat for a little while and drink some water because I'm dehydrated." <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna clean my bathroom and my kitchen. <laughs> um, 